0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Strategic Insights, sponsored by Strategic Enhancement Group. I'm Susan Hall, Vice President of Performance Improvement and Business Development. And today I am joined by Tim Deitch, who is one of our senior consultants to yes. talk. Hi, Tim. Hi. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Good Susan. to have you here.
1: Thanks. Great to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and Tim, I'm excited about our topic today because I think it's it's A prevalent one and it's a tough one. Right. You know, so many of the organizations we work with are in a highly technical or scientific industry, such as pharmaceutical, chemical, you know, they hire, you know, engineers, they hire scientists.
1: Yeah. And
0: yet they they, you know, are more and more realizing that they are missing an opportunity um, by not. Helping their engineers and scientists for lack of a better term, sell. Right. And while while that may, you know and, and still can be considered a dirty word in those industries, these are individuals who are on site at the customer location, have a ton of credibility, have a lot of product and technical knowledge, and are at a great place to look for opportunities to bring value. Right, and so a question that I, I am getting is, you know, how do we teach our engineers, our scientists to expand business opportunities? Is that something that you're running into?
1: Yes, in fact, um, in fact, I have I have two clients in particular that hired us because they wanted and needed to have their their technical, as they call it, there's our technical workforce, or their scientists actually. Um, um, they needed to have them to be more personable because what mm-hmm. they, they made two decisions. Um, they decided they're going to be part of the sales cycle or the sales process. And now that they are, um, they wanted and needed them to come out a little bit for a while, come out of their lab coat, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right. Right and be in a situation where they can ask open-ended questions of a customer, to be in a problem-solving mode that involves the the textures around human communication, right, as opposed to a chemistry project, frankly. Right,
0: right. You know, and, and it's a tricky one because these individuals most likely were not hired to sell, I mean, right. they were hired you know, with right. their lab coats. So they were, they were hired, they, were, um, they went to school for you know, whatever their technical degree was. So in, in many cases, if they're being asked to do something completely different, um, there can be a resistance to that. So the, the first thing that I, that I talk with my clients about is you know, there's, there's three things that have to be in place for, for this to work. One is right. they have to have the skill. Right to mm-hmm. to identify and look for opportunities, and quite frankly, that's the easier part. Right, but they have to have the will, and so you know, in any kind of a, a technical, technically oriented um, organization, it's not just about the edict coming down from on high that yes, you know, now you will be in charge of a number. Um, there, there has to be a quite an effective communication strategy, engagement strategy to make sure that folks are on board. And the reality is, you know, a certain number of them may not ever be on board.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. Right. That's true. But and I think I stopped you after two. But let me just weigh in on that. Here's one thing that I think is important for people to recognize. There is sometimes when they enter this moment where you're trying to train people with a technical background. There's this belief that they're not trainable, mm-hmm. and my experience is completely the opposite. My experience is that people who are charged with the role of being in an inter- interpersonal sales progression is that they're actually hungry for um, hungry to, to to improve those skill sets right yeah. and and yeah they may even take a scientific look at it it's sort of sort of what's the basis and what's the credibility behind this approach or you're teaching me but i've found them to actually be pretty hungry people yeah, yeah. well
0: and these are also very smart, capable people yeah, as well. Yes, so, and yeah. and you you use the word problem solver, and I want to come back to that um, because they're natural problem solvers. So I think if you can harness that, and that's what I mean by, you know, those those three things coming back to it. Because I want you to be able to sleep tonight, Tim, knowing yeah. what the third issue is. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You need to have. Bated this. breath. <laughs> they need to have the skill. They need to have the will, and there needs to be a fit culturally. Right. So, if the organization can set it up to engage them, reinforce, reward the right behavior, that's what we mean by by fit. Um, then, and you can leverage their natural problem solving ability. You know, they become a consultant, right. and most of these folks are excellent at that anyway. Um, I think and this is a whole different podcast but the sometimes the challenge with the word sales is that unfortunately all of us have had an experience with that salesperson who leads with their own in- agenda and um, to sell something which may not be the best thing for the customer, which is right. of course the opposite of everything that that we're, You know, we're advocating. Right. But if you can show them that, no, that selling, that consulting is about understanding what that customer's issues are, how to make their lives, how to make their roles easier, how to bring value, you know, then you're in a position. Um, you know, to really contribute and make a difference.
1: Well, you are. And there, there's one other dynamic that I think we get to, and I don't know if you'd call it the fourth or the, or maybe we just are inside that third because you use the word culture, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, the other value that I've seen in working hard at bringing the technical player into the equation is uh, that it actually helps culturally because here's the dynamic that can often take place is um, the salesperson may tell themselves, it doesn't matter uh, what I learn in terms of the needs of the customer. If we don't have the the right chemistry, the right solution, um, we don't get the sale. In mm-hmm. other words, they reduce it to um, you know, can you can you deliver the you know the the sale is commensurate with do do we deliver the type of chemical ingredient or what what have you that they need. Period.
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. And sometimes what happens is, is the salesperson simply stops discovering. They learn, okay, you need you need X um, solution. I'll go back and see if we can get it. And often that technical person needs more information in order to be able to answer the question. Can we deliver this? And so there's sometimes long, short. Sometimes there's this tension between sales and the technical side. Because neither may be coming forward with enough information to bring the right solution to the customer. So I, it's been my experience that when you bring greater skills into the technical side, you actually help the whole to get along better, to be more, to to present the right solution um, mm-hmm. to the customer. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a win win, right?
0: Well, definitely, and it's and it's not just about. The product, right? It's not right. just about the system; um, it's what it does for the customer. Yeah. And I think that's where you know all of those good consulting and discovery skills come in. It's it's not just how this system or this drug or this process is going, you know, you know, to meet your specs, but it's you know how it's going to advance your business, how it's yeah. going to advance you and your role, and and that. I think, is where all those consultative um, selling skills come in.
1: Yeah, I think so. Another
0: another best practice that I've, I've noted is that with these types of audiences, especially, um, it cannot be theoretical. You know, any kind of development has to be grounded in their reality. It has to be logical. It has to be relevant. You know, um, a, a specific framework of skills you know, yeah. so that um, so that they can see how you know this fits into their regular dialogues
1: with their customers. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's um, and that doesn't that get to the heart of, of what I think was number one of yours, right? Which was um, this is. It, don't get caught up in the jargon that this is a sales process mm-hmm. or a, right? Because what we' it's a solution process. And I think that and 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 sort of uh, embrace the technological components of that, right? The hard science components of what are the what are what are the behaviors that are grounded in in, you know, decades of experience. And um, and how do we bring those in towards towards forming a solution on behalf of the customer, mm-hmm. right? It could help, in fact, right, to take the word sales out of the entire equation to help someone from, with a technical background feel comfortable.
0: I, I think it can, especially if they are going to be met with resistance because they weren't hired yeah. to sell, Yeah. Um, you know, unless there really and truly is a culture, you know, of, you know, Sales equals consulting. Sales right. equals problem solving, bringing value. Um, that's understood in the organization. Yeah. But that's something that you know that gets back to the fit again and the culture yeah. the organization needs to determine. The last Please. thing that that I might add is, and that gets back to, again, we talked about skill. We talked a little bit about will. We're talking about fit and culture. but you know it's important to review your selection and compensation. Practices as well, okay. so that you know if the organization is now um, asking their scientists, their their technical professionals to consult to sell, then review your hiring practices. You know, are you hiring for that, or are mm-hmm. you hiring for an individual who would be open to learning how to do that? Right. And are you compensating them appropriately as well? Are you rewarding them um, so that ultimately? You're hiring, you're developing, you're rewarding the kind of, you know, really well-rounded, you know, technical professional, but also consultative professional um, who's going to advance not only their organization's um, business, but also their customers as well.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed, so, right, right. And like, uh, as we use, right, within our basic foundational sales methodology, we yep. use a bicycle, right? The back wheel is the technical expertise, the, the products that an organization brings forward, and the front wheel of a bicycle is the interpersonal skills. I think in the hiring process, to have as much discernment as possible, while, while you hire that technical expertise, to be able to discern, does this person want to bring on perhaps some interpersonal skills, some growth mm-hmm. potentially that they hadn't had before. Really yep. important piece of the hiring.
0: Yep. yep. I love that analogy. Yep. So to wrap up our conversation here today, Tim, we've talked a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges and opportunities with technical orient- organizations who hire um really smart, creative, technically proficient, you know, engineer scientists who now want them to expand business opportunities for growth. And that that there are three components that they need to be looking at. One is that individual skill. One is their will, you know, to take on these new responsibilities. And then third is organizational cultural fit. And part of that is, you know, are we Hiring them, are we compensating them appropriately? Right. But ultimately, these are smart, problem-solving, you know, creative individuals. And if you can can reframe um, what consulting means and engage them in the process, you've got some dynamite employees, you know, on your uh, in in your organization that can really, really help differentiate you in the market.
1: Excellent summary. I will sleep well tonight, Susan. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that's all. That's what this is all about, Tim. <laughs>
1: thanks.
0: Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. And as always, if you have any questions or more importantly, you've got some thoughts that you want to uh, add in or contribute, uh, please don't hesitate to give us a call or contact us at strategicenhancement.com.